Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Right now, we are going to be introducing to you one of the leaders of the surgery, of the oncology and surgery on pancreatic cancer. And uh, Dr. Marco Valerio is joining us right now. Isn't that right? Hi, Lisa. Hi. Thank you for having me. Am I, am I mispronouncing your name, doctor? I apologize. No, it's perfect. Uh, you okay. can call me Marco. Marco. Marco is even better. Thank you so much. And also joining us is the executive director of the Lust Garden Foundation. The Lust Garden Foundation is probably the most prominent foundation in this country devoted to the treatment, if not cure, of pancreatic cancer. And that's Linda Tantawi. So hello, Linda, and hello, uh, Dr. Marco, I will call you, not Mark, Dr. Marco, on the Lisa Wexler Show today. Hello and welcome. Hi, Lisa. Thank you for having us. Pleasure. So, Dr. Marco, I want to ask you a little bit, if you don't mind. I want to drill down about pancreatic cancer. Um, I want to ask you, do we know what causes pancreatic cancer? Um, well, yes. Uh, yes and no. Um, you know, there, every, every case is a different. Um, there are a number of uh, predisposing conditions. Uh, you know, smoking uh, as, you know, is one of the usual suspects, uh, but also uh, having uh, an elevated BMI, meaning being overweight or, or obese, uh, can predispose to pancreatic cancer. Um, there is some uh, evidence that uh, uh, chronic pancreatitis and diabetes may also be uh, predisposing factors. Um, there is certainly uh, some hereditary. Um, I will say that about 10% of uh, pancreatic cancer have a familial component, meaning in, you know it's a condition that runs in your family. Uh, and there are certainly some uh, genetic conditions, um, some of them very rare, um, uh, like Pet Jagger syndrome is is a very rare. Uh, 
uh, hereditary syndrome in which, for instance, the, 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 the risk of pancreatic cancer is increased over 100-fold compared to the general population. And then there are other conditions that are more common, like uh, Lynch syndrome, uh, which uh, predispose to pancreatic, uh, sorry, so, you know, colon cancer, ovarian cancer, but also um, also pancreatic cancer. So uh, there is a combination of factor and predisposition and, and you know, uh, hereditarity. And Dr. Marco, my understanding is one of the reasons why pancreatic cancer is so lethal and I, this was certainly true with a very close friend of mine, is by the time it was discovered, it was already staged in a way that it had spread everywhere. And she had very generalized symptoms of nausea. You know, she went to the doctor. Her husband was a wonderful doctor himself, is still alive. It broke his heart that she passed after what they'd been through as a lifetime together. And she died in her 60s. Her mother lived to 96. We never expected her to die. But anyway, uh, she had sort of generalized nausea here and there. And before you turned around, it was uh, pancreatic cancer. And it was awful. And she died. And that's part of the problem, isn't it, with pancreatic cancer? It is. Uh, you know, there are, um, uh, you know, several symptoms uh, that uh, be, can be the result of pancreatic cancer, but unfortunately, those are very non-specific symptoms. I mean, who who has, an, as you described, you know, some abdominal discomfort, some abdominal right. pain? Right. Um, and... Um, you know, um, I mean, I can give you a long list, but I don't want to, you know, alarm the audience because most of the times these symptoms do not reflect pancreatic cancer. It could be, cancer. you know, uh, right. a yellow discoloration of your skin or abdominal pain or itching, back pain, uh, or, uh, you know, new onset of diabetes. Uh, but again, you know, we have a very large diabetic population. Uh, you, know, of, you know, of course, not, 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 not everybody with diabetes gets pancreatic cancer, but the symptoms are are very vague. And, so should uh, we be screening people with diabetes for pancreatic cancer? Um, some of them. Um, there are uh, guidelines uh, that certainly, um, uh, you know, there is, there is no like a, a screening program in place for diabetes, but if, if you are, you know, uh, relatively young and you don't have any family history of diabetes, uh, you're not overweight and you have a new onset of diabetes, I will say that, yes, screening would be recommended in, in that category. I wonder if your insurance company will pay for it. <laughs> it depends on your It's insurance, an issue. No, I have it something is. called polycystic ovarian syndrome, PCOD, PO, whatever it is. I've had it since I'm 12. It caused a lot of infertility, but thankfully I have two kids. And I teeter now a little bit on the, um, what is that, 1AC, AC1, whatever the heck that is. And so I said to my doctor, I just wanted to be screened for pancreatic cancer because, you know, polycystic ovarian disease. There's a recent study that shows it could have some issues with pancreas. And he said, you know, I don't think your insurance company's going to cover it. I couldn't believe he said that to me. Yeah. Yeah. So that, but, that brings but, in Linda Tantawi, the CEO of the Luskarn Foundation. Linda, can you do something about this? Can you push our insurance companies can, to screen people when they might be concerned so that they're not too late by the time they find out? Well, that's a really good, um, a really good question. And if you were to pursue it with your 
physician, and if your physician could lobby for the increased incidence of pancreatic cancer among people with your syndrome, it's possible that he could get the insurance company to pay, but he would probably have to have to have a direct conversation with the insurance company yeah, in order and it's to make one, that happen. And it's one case at a time. Now, you're working for a very influential group. So let me ask you something. On behalf of the Lust Garden Foundation, what are some of the goals that you want to see in terms of public policy and this particular illness? Well, we want to see more funding for pancreatic cancer research. We know that by 2030, the incidence of pancreatic cancer will not only be up, but it will be the second leading cause of cancer deaths in the United States, and which then presents pancreas cancer as a real significant public health emergency, and it needs to be treated as such. So we look to the federal government in order to increase uh, funding for uh, for pancreas cancer research. Linda, why do we, we know that? Because we have that many more fat people that are aging and the obesity so, is a huge um, factor? Well, we um, prefer to call people uh, who are <laughs> the elevated BMI, not fat. I'm just putting myself in the fat category <laughs> right now because I just started Ozempic yesterday. I'm really not feeling well. And by the way, I'm going to be um, asking you a question, Dr. Marco Valerio, about whether or not I should be taking it. But we're going to go into that in a minute. But um, so I'm, I'm putting myself in the category. So that's why I'm saying it. So, but we do obesity. Look, we can call it whatever we want to do, whatever we want to say. Yeah, I don't want to shame anybody. I come from a family where body shaming is what we do every single day, all the time, Linda. And I just came from a holiday. Obesity is a risk factor for all types of of cancer. And as a foundation, we certainly encourage people to exercise and and mind and mind their weight. We we know that whether it's breast cancer, colon cancer, pancreatic cancer, you are increasing your risk of cancer through poor health choices. People need oh, to make better health choices for themselves. Okay. Okay, that's uh, that's fair. And and but why is that? You know, is it a relationship between sugar, doctor and and insulin production and I mean, is sugar really our enemy the way we are sort of been generalizing to learn nutritionally? Why is that? Why is fat increasing a co- why is there an increased correlation between being heavy and having cancer? Why? Well, well it it is unclear, but uh probably um the dysregulation of uh, insulin and other hormones may have a role, um, as I mentioned. And again, also uh, the presence of diabetes is also a risk factor. Um, so it's, you know, a little bit unclear whether it's obesity or the diabetes that is typically or frequently associated with uh, uh, obesity. If, if it, whether which one is the main risk factor, you know, we 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 deal with data. We 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 see there is a, a correlation. Um, uh, it's a little bit more difficult whether there is uh, a causation, but um, uh, what we know is that definitely pancreatic cancer is more uh, frequent uh, in uh, patients that are overweight or obese. You know, we do know that we have an aging population, and we do know that your increase of cancer increases with age. That we know. 
and, and pancreatic cancer used to be a disease of the elderly, but uh, I have to say it really breaks my heart because in, in, in my clinic and uh, in, in our tumor board meetings, uh, we see uh, patients in the 50s or younger all the time uh, with, you know, showing up with pancreatic cancer. Um, so um, it, there is certainly a trend um, in uh, uh, more and more younger patients being affected as well. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. May I ask you, Linda Tentawi, you're the CEO of the Lust Garden Foundation. Who was Mr. Lust Garden? Who was he? So Mark Luskarten was the chairman of Cablevision, and when he was diagnosed, Charles Dolan and Jim Dolan and Mark were shocked to find out how deadly pancreatic cancer is and how um, how few options there were for treatment. So when Mark was diagnosed, he was told he would have a few, only a few months to live. He did go on to live for well over a year and was able to see his son, Andy, graduate from college. And he, he, he was able to access some, some of the latest treatments, but it wasn't enough. And so the Dolans said, we're going to do something about this. And they founded the Lustgarten Foundation. At that time, there was so few dollars being invested in pancreatic cancer research. And that's because there was no one doing the research because everyone, no, the um, people thought, well, there's nothing you can do about pancreas cancer. It's so deadly. That's where careers go to die. And that is where the Luskarten Foundation invent, basically invented the field, recruited researchers to come into the field and start the research. We had to start at the very beginning with basic science. We were the ones who funded Bert Vogelstein to map the pancreatic cancer genome. It all started as bench science. And what's so exciting now is that is that the science is now moving from the lab to the clinic. We have six clinical trials right now through science that we either started in the lab or other scientists started in the lab. And which our goal is to get not just earlier detection, but better therapeutics. And the only way to get better therapeutics is to start getting the research from the lab into the clinic so patients, so we can see what's working for patients. That's wonderful news. Dr. Marco Valeria Mellis is with us as well. He is here from Northwell, Lenox Hill, and Phelps Memorial. Uh, doctor, uh, right now, are there treatments that, short of surgery, 
that can extend somebody's life and quality of life if they get a diagnosis of pancreatic cancer? Um, yes, there are. There are a, a wide variety of uh, uh, treatment options. Um, so typically, in order to be uh, cured by pancreatic surgery, sorry, in order to be cured of pancreatic uh, cancer, you have to have an operation. Um, but along with operation, uh, we also administer uh, chemotherapy, either uh, before or after surgery, um, sometimes radiation therapy. Uh, we also have uh, new treatments, uh, such as uh, immunotherapy, where we use um, specific drugs to uh, stimulate your immune system that will eventually fight and destroy the cancer cells. And uh, we also have um, uh, new drugs uh, called as a family targeted therapy, um, which uh, for the most part are antibodies that are directed against some of the proteins that are mutated in pancreatic cancer. And, um, uh, you know, we have seen uh, uh, tremendous results. And uh, just uh, uh, last month, um, we had this patient who uh, qualified for um, a specific drug um, called uh, Olaparib. Um, it's a PARP inhibitor. And, you know, unfortunately, not all patients uh, will benefit from the drug. You have to have a very specific mutation. So it's a very, uh, very uh, rare case scenario. But this patient went on to receive this drug and, uh, you know, the, the cancer disappeared. It's the first time wow. I've seen it in, in, in so my life. So basically they got bad luck and then they got good luck, right? They yes. Luck so, so you know, the patient underwent surgery because, you know, wow. you know, nobody felt comfortable just keeping an eye on her. But when the specimen was removed, the pathologist found no cancer at all. She had a complete Incredible. response. Now, this is like a case in a lifetime. You know, I don't want to, you know, <laughs> give false hope. But on the other end, I am very optimistic because... You know, new and new drugs become available almost every week. and uh, Almost you know, every week? Well, you know, there, are, there is a lot of research going on, and that's why the collaboration between uh, uh, Northwell and uh, Cold Spring Arbor Laboratory is so important, uh, because that is the type of collaboration that really brings uh, cutting-edge research uh, at the bedside. And, um, you know, if you have a pancreatic cancer, and even if you are told it is not curable, um, you know, get treated because you never know because a new drug may still, you know, become available in, in your lifetime and could be a drug that can potentially have a, a dramatic effect on, on your cancer. So, yes, it's a, it's a deadly disease. Nobody is denying that. But, but I'm also I am very optimistic. We're chatting with Dr. Marco Valerio Mellis as well as Linda Tantawi, who is the CEO of the Lust Garden Foundation. Doctor, before we let you go, I have a question for you. So what about these semi-glutide products that um, occur in Sexenda, Victroza, Ozempic is probably the most famous one now. It's always advertised on TV. Um, they're doing something to help people lose weight in a significant way. They are definitely a game changer. I have people in my family that were never, ever, ever able to lose weight and carried weight on them and couldn't figure it out metabolically and tried everything under the sun for years. And they took this Ozempic, and they were able to knock off the weight. Now, they weren't able to keep it off unless they kept, to some extent, taking Ozempic. But they were able to knock it off, and they were never able to knock it off before. So what's the relationship between Ozempic and the pancreas? 
Um, I think it's uh, way too early uh, to know that. Uh, those are um, new drugs and uh, you know, they clearly are, uh, they seem to be having a, a groundbreaking, uh, this, this seems to be, you know, a groundbreaking uh, um, uh, discovery for, for weight loss, but yes. the implication for uh, pancreatic cancer are, are, are yet to be evaluated. No, I don't mean cancer. I don't mean cancer, but I just mean how do they affect the working of the pancreas? Aren't they all working together? Don't they have to? Um, well, weight loss is really my expertise. I try not to, you know, give any opinion on something I, okay. I, I know very well. Okay. So uh, I have to pass on this one. But I think you have to watch it, don't you? Don't you think that oh, the absolutely. pancreatic people should be watched? Because you've got millions of people taking these weight loss drugs. And what does the pancreas do? It regulates, it regulates our metabolism to some extent with the thyroid, doesn't it? Isn't that what it does? It regulates sugar? Uh, it definitely does. I mean, the, the pancreas uh, uh, produces the main uh, hormones responsible for um, uh, regulation of uh, sugars and nutrients. Uh, the main, what, is it, uh, what does it mean to be told that you're insulin resistant, doctor? What does that mean? Uh, it means that the cells of your body have become uh, resistant to insulin. So typically, um, under the influence of insulin, uh, um, your your cell will absorb glucose from the bloodstream, so to speak. Uh, but when they become resistant to insulin, um, they they can do that uh, that effectively any longer. Uh, so you will need a higher level of insulin, but at some point, uh, your pancreas will be unable to meet the demand, and that's when you will develop diabetes. Oh, when your when your body can't when your body cannot uh, take your naturally performing insulin anymore and do what insulin is supposed to do, that's what diabetes is? Um, sort of, yes. Interesting. Okay, well, I really love speaking with both of you. Linda, did you want to tell us about a walk or something coming up for the Les Garden Foundation in Westchester yes. County? What's coming up? Yes, thank you. So Sunday, April 23rd is the Westchester County Walk for Research. Westchester Community College in Valhalla. Uh, our presenting sponsor is Northwell Health Cancer Institute. Dr. Mellis will be there with me, and we invite your listeners to Come on out. It's a day of hope for patients and their families, the community uniting to transform pancreatic cancer into a curable disease. People can go to our website, lusgarten.org, and register and fundraise, of course, for the walk. And we look forward to seeing everyone there. Thank you very much, Dr. Marco Valerio Mellis, as well as Linda Tantawi. Thanks so much for this conversation about pancreatic cancer. Thank you. You're very welcome. It was a pleasure uh, being here. We'll be right back with more of the Lisa Wexler Show coming up. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions, including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia 
Virginia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 